Welcome to Gal Pals Watch. I'm Sarah. And I'm Alicia. And this is a podcast where we talk about movies that involve queer women inclusively defined. And today, <laughs> we are talking about the 2018 film Skate Kitchen, directed by Crystal Moselle. Um, and written by three different people, Aslihan Unaldi, Crystal Moselle, and Jennifer Silverman. And it is the movie that spawned the show Betty on HBO, which I really love and is the reason I wanted to watch this movie. So you originally saw Betty first mm-hmm. and not this. Okay. Yeah. Because I was reading, this is also based on a short film. Yes. Which- I I wonder, I don't know, because I'm not like, like I watch film, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily always research it. And usually I'm watching like, you know, kind of like bigger blockbusters mm-hmm. that don't come from like the film festival circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder like how many movies out there are originally made from like short films yeah probably a bunch i mean i feel like we've also done i can't think of specific examples but i feel like we've talked we've said the words before on this podcast this was based on a short film yeah i remember like the most recent one we've done is probably aaron's guide to kissing girls oh that yeah that's right film. yeah 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 um that was a good but, one. <laughs> that one um but yeah i loved this movie i'm so glad you liked it i love this movie too are you gonna watch betty or have you watched it I have not watched Betty and I am going to do it like immediately. It's basically the same as this. And the thing I love about this movie is that it is just vibes. It's <laughs> New York vibes. It's summer vibes. It's like teen vibes. Yeah. Just beautiful vibes. <laughs> yeah. I like, um, there's so much about, this film that I like but I think there's like so many important themes in it and mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting time too that uh Crystal Moselle chose like this this period in life where like kids are done with high school maybe they're gonna go on to college but it's like this kind of what the fuck do I do now yeah time in my life yeah. um which really can be any part of life but I think it's the first time you get really hit with it right yeah yeah for a lot of people that's the first time you get hit with it I think Mm -hmm. and um I really like this movie because it is such an ensemble thing and not fun really happens there is a plot but the show is the same way it's mostly just like girls vibing with each other there's some guys around sometimes (laughs) um and just kind of like living their lives on their skateboards and off their skateboards but yeah skating that brings them together yeah so speaking of sometimes and being really really close and bonding sometimes Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah speaking of plotline so the synopsis is Camille's life as a lonely suburban teenager changes drast- uh, dramatically Excuse me, when she befriends a group of girl skateboarders. As she journeys deeper into this raw New York City subculture, she begins to understand the meaning of friendship. 
say that's pretty good. I don't, I take a little, a little cheesy with the word raw. I don't know. <laughs> that's such an interesting word that I feel like is overused sometimes. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I could agree with that. Um, I think it was, this is like really cheesy mm-hmm. version of it. I think there's a lot more nuance to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's interesting because in the show, not to, I won't talk about the show the whole time, but the character of Camille is less um, of an outsider. Oh, okay. so she's just part of the group. So in the movie, she lives on Long Island with her mom, um, who we find out she's only been living with for about five years because when she was a younger kid, when her parents were getting divorced, she decided to live with her dad. She was kind of a tomboy and, when she started to go through puberty, she kind of had this realization that she needed a mom. And so she went to live with her mom who was played by an actress whose name I'm blanking on right now, but she um, was. Yeah. Her name is Elizabeth Rodriguez. Yes. She was in Orange is the New Black, right? Yeah. That's where I know her from. And I really like her. I think she's a really good actress. She's not in this movie a ton, but that relationship is pivotal for Camille and there's conflict between them that kind of gets resolved. Uh, more or less, but the mom doesn't want her to skate anymore because at the beginning of the movie, Camille's kind of skating around in her in her little like neighborhood skate park, and there's a bunch of like younger boys there, and she tries to do this trick. I don't know the names of any of the tricks, so sorry about that. I'm not going to say. <laughs> um, and she like falls it's really it's really painful to watch because it's really graphic yeah she falls and the skateboard like goes up between her legs and like cuts her and so she's bleeding all over the place and these like 11 year old boys are like Camille you have your period and she's like (laughs) oh and she like limps off and she's like pouring blood and so it was a lot of blood it made me very queasy I know (laughs) and I just have to keep telling myself like it's fake blood it's okay it's okay I know I had to do that too um I was like kind of pleasantly surprised that they're like these little kids little boys and they're like did you just get your period yeah (laughs) (laughs) like they even like said it you know it's like surprised that they even said it but they were like also low-key about it they're just like that's true. Like, dude, you should check it out. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, stop a period. No. <laughs> and she's like limping away. <laughs> and she goes to the hospital and gets stitched up. And um, and it's I think that early scene where she's walking home from the hospital, she's still like <laughs> scrubs that they put on her because her sh- her shorts are like soaked in blood. And she's just like walking so slowly and then she tries to put her skateboard down and skate and then she's like no, no. I can't do that she's like because <laughs> she's like man it's taking me forever to walk yeah. <laughs> um there's not a lot of talking I would say Camille's like very quiet but like you, you could just tell on her face <laughs> like she doesn't say any of those things you just witness this play out where she tries to get on the board and then she stops she's like "Mm -mm." yeah picks it up just keeps walking toddling back home Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's the reason why her mom doesn't want her to skate anymore because she got so badly injured and she's like worried that she's not gonna be able to have kids one day and all this stuff which is a fear that i feel like is um really overblown but her mom is Oh, kind of like the classic like 
immigrant mom who works a lot, wants the best for her kids, but also has sort of quote unquote conservative or traditional values about um, wanting her like femininity to continue like her Mm -hmm. kids and all that stuff. Yeah. And I would say even like stereotypical examples of like what it means to be, or I should say not stereotypical, but cultural at least examples of what it means to be a woman and what it means to be feminine and um yeah all these things like that was that's something I want to talk about where Camille um like later on in the film she's chatting with um the girls of the group skate kitchen that's what they're called Mm -hmm. and they're talking about like periods and Camille has never like tried a tampon because she thinks like you'll die yeah if you wear a tampon so like clearly she's hearing that from like her mom and um you know the people around her um within her community so like there's there's something there and her mom always tries to buy her new clothes she wants to like she doesn't like what she wears and yeah I think that's so true there's a lot about um ideas of femininity and what it means to be a girl that Camille is kind of pushing against and fighting mm-hmm. against with her mom so that's a source of conflict for them too but the fact that the mom doesn't want her to skate anymore she just basically ignores that and hides it yeah um and she she knows these girls just through instagram the girls from skate kitchen and when she sees them post like a girl's skate sesh come join us here this day um she takes the train into the city and brings her skateboard and that's how she first gets to know them. And it's so cute because she's really awkward. <laughs> yeah. She's so awkward. She's still um, like uh, the movie transitions from when she's 17 to 18. Like she has her birthday um, in the span of that summer and yeah, she is so awkward. She just kind of like, she like walks into the skate park kind of like in the way of everyone. Yeah. And like, like she's never been in one before, which she clearly has, but maybe not one as like big or yeah. as urban. She's been in a kind of suburban one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how they kind of just meld the group. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of just take her in yeah the yeah janae is like the first one to be like hey hey like doesn't even know who she is but uh who camille is but just like there's a girl Mm -hmm. at a skate park i'm gonna be welcoming and it's really funny because actually so within this movie camille is not actually gay um camille's not the 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 gay character the token gay character in this but there's a lot of like queer coded i feel like themes and like like experiences in this film that like i read camille as queer Mm -hmm. in a lot of her experiences in life yeah i do too and and there is an an explicitly queer character kurt yeah um, who so, the reason why yeah ahead. the reason why I brought it up is because the audience is introduced to Kurt like in that scene where Camille meets Janae because Kurt just comes up and is like oh my god bro 
Yeah. The girl just fingered me behind a bush, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And just like very out there, explicit. (laughs) And it's like, wants uh, Janie to be like amped for her. And she's like, I'm having a conversation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Kurt is so funny. Like, sometimes I don't like her. Mm-hmm. sometimes I just find her fascinating because she has a very dude bro like demeanor to her yeah but there's in the second season of the show she has this whole arc where she's like becoming this like almost religious icon for all the boys because she's telling them like what they can do to please women <laughs> not sexually, but like emotionally and just like I can see that emotionally <laughs> So she's always hanging out with the dudes, but like, I don't know. She's, she's a little bit like self-involved um, and, and a little bit kind of just like bro I don't know. I don't know how yeah. else. She's a little bro She's definitely a bro. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it can be charming until it's not, I feel exactly. like. I like, think- I feel like they would be or she would be like really fun to be around until like maybe they got like too drunk or something and started like fighting someone (laughs) um because i would say kurt is like the aggressor um she says a lot of like stupid shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like starts fights Mm -hmm. um especially with the boys are kind of like almost like a rival gang <laughs> you know yeah, it's kind of funny um but yeah she's always talking and calling about uh or talking about how uh everyone's mom's a whore basically yeah no <laughs> uh, yeah yeah it's like this there's a real like immaturity there totally um but you know they are like 17 18 years old 19 yeah. maybe like they are immature (laughs) exactly it's true yeah and then there's a couple other sort of main people there's kurt janae there's um ruby who Mm -hmm. in the the show her name is honey bear and then um oh god who's the other one um indigo indigo that's the one i'm thinking of yeah yeah, I feel like they're kind of the core group. And then there's a few others. And then there's kind of like the the quote-unquote rival gang of the boys. And they're kind of, I don't know if led by, but they include the character of Devin, who's played by Jaden Smith. Yeah. Um, And honestly, I don't care about the boys. <laughs> That's the tagline of this whole podcast. <laughs> but there's some drama. Um with Devin and Camille and Janae. So Camille and Janae become really close when um, Camille comes home late one night because she like misses the train and her mom is really angry. She sees that she has a skateboard, finds out she's been skating, gets mad. And Camille's like, I'm 18, I can do what I want. And she kind of runs away and she goes to Camille's house. I mean, sorry, Janae's house. And Janae kind of lives in this sort of somewhat idyllic situation with Mm -hmm. dad who is just like (laughs) a perfect dad in so many ways like yeah and I think like this is something that wasn't explored in the film but I wished was it's the scenario that I think Camille wanted yeah 
because her dad wasn't able to like fulfill that need for her and uh janae's dad is a single dad yeah and she's like amazed that like he buys tampons for her yeah there's a whole thing about how she just texts him what she needs and he's just like okay and then he buys buys it for her and there's a scene where a bunch of the girls are together in janae's room and they're smoking weed and the dad comes in and he doesn't say anything about the weed and he's just like what do you guys want for dinner i'm making Mm -hmm. lasagna and yeah i think camille is very taken with that um so she goes to janae's house and janae also says you can always stay with me if you want to so she goes there she ends up staying there for a little while and they become closer um Camille tells, opens up to Janae about this whole thing with her parents and how she's lived with both her parents and the way that she felt so resistant to live with her mom for so long and um, and that she misses her dad and, and feels guilty for leaving him um, because she thinks that he thinks she decided that she didn't want to live with him anymore, that she didn't love him anymore, maybe um and that was just not the case and so they kind of she opens up about that and Janae is a really good friend and they kind of become closer um and then it turns out that so Camille kind of also becomes closer with Devin because they end up working at the same convenience store and Devin tries to like get her to be the subject of some of his photos he's really into photography because he's deep like that he's so deep and um, even janae's like i know he talks about how deep devin used to I know. be and how like it, he really got in her head and it just like oh my god it's just so funny it's such an like accurate snapshot of that time in life totally like 17 18 years old <laughs> neil starts to sort of fall for devin a little bit um finds out that janae and devin have history and that sort of comes to light which leads to conflict within the group um which also kind of gets resolved yeah yeah i think there's i think one of the parts of you know that this film does cover is obviously like friendship but i do like how they have kind of like an accurate portrayal of like yeah things can get really heated really fast and you need to take a break um but in the end and it's like a very quick resolution like less than five minutes but at the end like Camille apologizes via text or via Instagram message and then they're all skating again yeah and it's fine and like you know it's gonna be fine from there on out um yeah I think one of the one of the parts that reads as like so queer to me is that like girl gang the friendship group um and what Camille talks about loneliness Mm -hmm. um how she used to feel so lonely and she doesn't anymore which I think is like such a way to like re watch this through like a queer lens Mm -hmm. um there's just like so much about this film that really really speaks to that yeah Um, and like I said, there's not a lot of talking. So like there is just a lot of kind of like longing from Camille. Like as we watch Camille go through life, which I feel like I feel like a lot of queer kids have been there. Totally. I think They've that's been, a good point. 
Yeah, like they've been like in a room with a ton of people. It reminded me of that quote from Carol that Therese is like, I always spend New Year's alone in crowds. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's even a scene like that in this yeah, film. Where, yeah, Camille, like there's like a big, I don't want to say like house party because it's not really in a house. There's oh, a, huge like a warehouse or something. Yeah, yeah, like a warehouse party. Mm-hmm. And basically there's just like i don't know seven people in a room and they're all just like hanging out smoking weed talking and they all end up like pairing up together except for camille yeah and they're, they're all like, just all making out with up. each other yeah <laughs> <laughs> like rotating who's making out with who <laughs> and camille's just kind of sitting there like oh no one's talking anymore this is awkward i'm yeah. gonna leave i'm gonna bounce and i think yeah, a lot of like queer youth have been in that scenario. Yeah. It's funny. I feel like there's another layer to it too, though, because in that group, Kurt is there and like she's making out with a girl. And then like, so there's like queer stuff happening there. For sure. Um, but yeah, it's, I guess it's kind of layered. Yeah, yeah, there's, like, definitely, like, explicitly gay stuff in this. Kurt has, like, the best (laughs) one-liners. There's, like, this one time where, um, it was in the beginning, like, they're all walking back from the Lower East Side Skate Park, Mm -hmm. and Kurt, or some guy is, like, on a stoop, and he's, like, Oh, yeah? Doing Ollie, and she's, like, no, dude, I'm a poser. (laughs) (laughs) Like an impression. (laughs) Um, I carry this shit, and then she just keeps walking. Carry the. It's my purse. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, there's another one I wrote down that um, it's in like one of those like spicy fights or whatever. I don't even know who she's talking to, but she goes, "Yo, you're standing up for Camille. Yo, you wish you could fuck a girl that's beautiful." <laughs> <laughs> And I just like that cracks me up, and it's just like so pure. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a part two where Camille's kind of hanging out with a couple of the guys, and one of them is talking about this girl that he'd been with the night before, and oh he's God. just like talking about her like she's some kind of siren, like amazing <laughs> goddess of a human being, and he's just like, yo, she's just like. She just took me in, yo. Just like, and he's just talking like that. And Camille just looks like she's really holding back from rolling her eyes. She's just kind of like, <laughs> like privately. And it's you have to like look at her in the scene in order to see it because it's, yeah. it's kind of moving around. But I just think it's funny. Yeah. And at one point she's like, I'm trying not to listen, but yeah, I'm hearing exactly. it like to get him to like just shut up, but he doesn't. He, yeah. he can't stop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so funny. But yeah, um they so there's like the conflict with Camille and her mom, but then also the conflict with Camille and the skate kitchen group. Mm-hmm. Um because of Devin. Mm-hmm. Um basically like they found find out that she's been hanging out with Devin, even though it's been like completely like platonic and above board. Like she, I mean, she like has like some crush feelings for him. Yeah. But even she doesn't quite know. 
um like there's a really cute scene where she goes to indigo and she's like how do you know you if you like someone and how do you know if they like you which again is like very like red is very queer to me mm-hmm. um but i also just like the the late bloomer aspect of it too it kind of like intersects yeah um i completely agree yeah um and like they so they don't really like hook up until like after the fact Mm -hmm. after there's been that conflict and she's been you know essentially like she runs away from Janae's house Mm -hmm. um and Devin gives her a spot to sleep um but his roommates are disgusting yeah and like I had bad flashbacks I know me too (laughs) just like I feel like we all knew those people or like I have like this like one vivid memory of like hanging out in someone's dorm room like common room and like someone put on porn just to be like funny and I was like this is weird (laughs) there's like 15 of us just watching porn and I don't get it (laughs) but like everyone thinks it wants to be like so edgy yeah it's so true (laughs) so she's like oh my god they're so annoying and she sleeps in Devin's bed and that's when they they just like kiss um they don't really do anything because Devin's like actually I don't want to yeah he says he thinks of her as a younger sister yeah do you say that yeah yeah absolutely and something similar I guess happened with Janae too and it's just kind of like you know he's just not really interested mm-hmm. it seems in pursuing anything like romantically or sexually or yeah whatever so that's that's another like avenue that I would I kind of wanted more on like is he like in the asexual spectrum like I know that would have been cool it's kind of nice to like see something where like a boy isn't motivated only by sex because I feel like in media that is just so all over the place it's just that that's like the only motivation that boys have and it's just not true so it's nice to like see that on screen yeah Even yeah it's kind of hurtful for Camille but okay. yeah <laughs> but she like kind of gets over it. I think she's yeah, like, no, she's in fine. some way like relieved like she doesn't yeah. really want to yeah go there yet because mm-hmm. she's still you know a virgin and or at least I assume she doesn't say it but yeah. I think when someone says how do you know if someone likes you yeah, yeah. You probably have also when it. someone's never used a tampon like there's a scene where she tries to do it and she opens one and then she accidentally like pulls it out of the applicator before she's like oh and then she opens it (laughs) (laughs) it was very sweet um yeah but eventually like she ends up running back to her mom and her mom's like you know her mom apologizes too um which I find very nice. Um, <laughs> but that's when um, the kind of the resolution happens pretty quickly. Like I said before, just like an Instagram message and then it's it's over. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like is nice. And I feel like. Yeah. And also it kind of goes with that time of life that we we're talking about where sometimes the drama feels outsized, like it's really, really big, but also it can go away pretty fast like if you just I don't know you can move through it pretty fast yeah so absolutely it's both and and I like how in this movie nobody has bad intentions everybody's kind of just like 
trying to do vibing. Their- vibing. Everyone's just vibing. <laughs> just and sometimes there's bad vibes, but then they all get over it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you need to know about this movie. Um. So in the show, because I haven't seen it, um, are there more like explicitly queer characters or? It's it kind of stand mostly, up. It's mostly just Kurt, but there's like some side characters, like people that Kurt is with, or like just some other random people who aren't really main characters, but they're just around. So I would say similar to this movie. Mm-hmm. But um there's more like in the first season of the show, there's a storyline about sexual assault. Okay. Um, and in the second season, they actually um they actually have the pandemic as part of it and i oh. thought that it was one of the only pieces of media that i saw that like handled it in a way that felt good because it was it was like not really talked about a ton but people were just like wearing masks and sometimes they were pulled down and so it was just like there it was present and it felt yeah. really realistic and it wasn't like trying to be like oh the first thing that came to mind is like sex in the city the reboot of that i don't know if you watched that i watched the first episode and i was like no i never watched this original show i don't know why i thought i would want (laughs) but um i watched the first episode and in the beginning it was like oh remember the pandemic like remember when we (laughs) and i'm like no don't (laughs) want to imagined future either do it like this like realistic yeah. or just it doesn't exist yeah exactly yeah don't say anything about it you need all. to commit or not just yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I feel like they committed in a way where it just felt realistic and okay, like cool. one of the storylines was like they were trying to get together to do this sort of like group thing again um kind of a warehouse skate thing and they were trying to like be safe and all that stuff but it wasn't like a huge um a huge plot point yeah mostly just that people had masks sometimes <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that makes sense yeah um and i think what's also really cool about this and partially maybe why that worked out so well is because this was originally going to be like a documentary mm-hmm. um it has documentary vibes it does because um Aside from Elizabeth Rodriguez and Jaden Smith, no one else was an actor before this. Mm-hmm. Um, these are actually the real people from Skate Kitchen, mm-hmm. um, the actual real group um, that this was based on. Um, and essentially the like the origin story is Crystal Moselle met um, Nina Moran, who plays Kurt, and Rochelle Vinberg, who plays Camille on a subway. Mm-hmm. Heard about their story wanted to make it into a documentary but it kind of you know transformed into something more fictional mm-hmm. um so all the folks in there are the real deal yeah. <laughs> which I think is awesome yeah and I read too that they like took I think eight months or something of acting classes and improv mm-hmm. classes so that they would get some acting experience and I feel like they kind of nailed it I think this absolutely sort of like hybrid Docu- like slightly fictionalized reality thing it just works for this format i don't know yeah absolutely because in essence they're playing fictionalized versions of themselves mm-hmm. um 
yeah and it was just like so good like there wasn't necessarily you know I would say the person that probably had to do the most acting was Rochelle Vinberg who plays yeah. Camille mm-hmm. um, because she has like you know this mom storyline that she has to work with but yeah I thought like it was so incredible and so well done um like I was shocked that they only had a couple months or that they did anything yeah but also it was like you know they didn't have to act too much so it worked (laughs) and I like that they shot it on location in the city because the city feels so present and alive in the movie like it's such an important part of the movie it couldn't have been somewhere else it would have been a completely different movie so yeah absolutely yeah a lot of new york vibes a lot of grit yeah um and like it's i mean it's a city that never sleeps like those kids are like constantly out like 24 7 like skating and going out to eat and like it's just like nothing ever stops yeah they don't have to if they don't want to right um so we see a bit of that and yeah I thought it was awesome yeah it's funny I met someone once here in Seattle from a local skate group called skate witches and she said um she didn't elaborate but she said that there was like a little bit of beef with the skate kitchen people like east coast west coast oh I believe that yeah (laughs) and I don't know I wish I'd kind of asked more because I think I asked her, I was like, have you seen the show Betty? And she was like, mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So you're not a fan. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I bet. And I bet there's like variances and like in how people skate and you can tell like what kind of moves or like how you do moves are kind of like based on where you're from and uh yeah also like just like the attitude of new yorkers is like really it really hits you in the face so like i can see a lot of people from the west coast being like they are so incredibly rude and it's just like (laughs) no they'll just tell you to go fuck yourself don't hold the door for me you asshole yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah and there's a specific kind of attitude in new york for sure (laughs) um it's very aggressive yeah but at the same time there's also like a big community feel I feel like people who live in New York are so about New York because otherwise they wouldn't live there yes it's yeah, like, I feel like you have so much there, about right? it is just like awful <laughs> what'd you say so much about New York is terrible like it's oh yeah like it's so dirty and all this stuff's like so loud and so big and overwhelming and I feel like you have to aggressively love it if you're gonna stay there <laughs> The worst smelling place I've ever seen yeah. in my entire life. <laughs> so true. Is New York in the summer. Yeah. Uh, Barf. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like you have to love it. And um and one of the characters, I think it's Indigo at one point, she's like, or either Indigo or Janae, I can't remember, but they're like, Oh, I just like sometimes I want to get out of here like everyone knows my business and like disappear I want to go to the mountains I want to like make ceramics and like (laughs) said that get out of here um but yeah I think New York City is like a boomerang yeah for sure um I was able to look at some reviews and I pulled a couple of things that I really like that you know said it better than I did um (laughs) so one of the pieces I wanted to look at is 
you know, because I'm not from New York. I am from the East Coast, but not New York. And what does a New Yorker think of this? So I looked up something from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is by uh, Glenn Kenny. Um, they write, it's also very frank in showing what kids these days get up to. She, Camille, mm-hmm. projects a vulnerability that makes the viewer feel protective, even as she proves to be pretty tough and assertive about her desires. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's really nice. Um, yeah, and everyone seemed to be like, you know, similar views on the aesthetics of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, it's even like the skate park in and of itself, the LES skate park is like so beautiful. It's under this like huge bridge. Mm-hmm. I don't know which one. <laughs> there's but a lot. It's of- awesome. <laughs> <laughs> It looks really cool. So there's a lot of like cool shots of the city and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, there is. (laughs) This one. Oh my God. So the next one I um, looked at was Mm independent.co.uk. And you could tell it's someone written, someone wrote this from England because they write skate kitchen is about friendship and growing pains, first love and betrayal for an urban movie set on the mean streets. <laughs> My god. This is surprisingly gentle, meditative, and a joyful affair. <laughs> wow. Which, like, yes, but, I mean, they're not that mean. It's not the 80s. <laughs> I know. It's, I don't know. That is very, um, very outsidery. I would say. Very yeah. British. It doesn't surprise yeah. me that it comes from a British person. <laughs> yeah um they did say something really nice which um which i which i can agree with that made me um this is by an article by joffrey macabre same person that i or he also said the quote i said before but um he writes mazelle occasionally overdoes the dreamy slow motion shots of the youngsters performing backflips on their boards even so the footage of their stunts is graceful and poetic um and it reminded me of this trivia thing that I saw that the original, like, or the amount of film that they had was over five hours long. Wow. That had to be cut down. And I was like, yeah, it's because this movie's pure vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly disagree. I don't think that they overdid it. I don't think so either. I think it was just the right amount. And also a lot of it wasn't even slow motion. It was just regular speed. You're right. It is regular motion. Yeah, the part that I agreed it with is like it's graceful and poetic. I feel like the the skating tells a story. Yes, and is like the amount that they put in there is pivotal. Yeah, to the plot line. Yeah. So I it's not. I mean, they. I mean, there has to be skating, right? It's <laughs> that's what this movie is about. It's the whole thing. It's the Skateboard point. Poor girl gang. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I yeah. kind of think that they make a new season of Betty because I think there's two seasons and I don't know if they're going to make a third, but I hope they do. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely... Watching made me miss it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, I feel like this is right up my alley. It reminded me a lot of like, it's like a better version of Whip It. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, the Elliot Page film mm-hmm. with Drew Barrymore. I know. I have a special <laughs> place in my heart for that movie, but I do. Oh my god, it's so good! But yeah, this is like the less commercialized skateboard version of it. Um, 
but yeah i think that's also a great movie but similar similar vibes <laughs> I feel like. yeah for sure um yeah <sighs> i would definitely recommend this to anyone that's interested and i've like i've been on a skateboard maybe once in my life i was on a skateboard once in middle school because my brother was getting into skating and i went down a hill and i fell and i <laughs> sprained my ankle really badly and had to be like on crutches for a little while and so then I never did it again yeah I would definitely that's my only skateboard story <laughs> I probably didn't go on it again because I fell and I, yeah. don't, I don't even remember but like yeah so I have a lot of respect for these people <laughs> <laughs> I could never and their coordination yeah yeah yeah. Cool. So I'm glad you recommended this. Me too. You hadn't seen it. I'm really yeah. glad that you enjoyed it just yeah. as much as I did. Yeah. And listener, let us know if you enjoyed it. Um, you can email us at galpalswatch at gmail.com. And you can still find us on Twitter, I think, at galpalswatch. Yeah, I'll get right on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been saying for the past three episodes. Yeah. Well, I'm not getting on it either, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Instagram um, at Gal Pals Watch, which is just also good picture, but vi- visual vibes. Yes. Alicia does a great <laughs> job with visual vibes. <laughs> not a lot of updates, but that's good okay. vibes. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Keep it. Hello, gang.